What's up, Stark? It's Derek Gordon again, along with my lovely bearded co-host, Brock Hutchison. Brock, how are you doing this evening? Good. It's unfortunate that nobody can see my beard. I do have the kind of the quarantine beard thing going on. Uh, my biggest problem is wearing a mask with the beard. Uh, there's a whole lot of beard and not a lot of mask. Kind of cut beard sort of takes over the mask. It doesn't. Anyway, we're excited to be here with Dan Kane. Um, as we were talking pre-show, um, I know my family's had lots of discussions about Dan's reviews. We, uh, my grandma in particular, loves his reviews, and I get a you know at least it's probably weekly report about where I should go eat and check out. So we are super excited. Uh, Dan, if you want to give us just a quick intro. Do you want me to sing it or what, what should I say? You don't have to sing an intro. When, when did I was I doing I a vocal that? warm up in the bathroom a little while ago. Well, I'll 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 help you out here, Dan. I, I've okay. done a little bit of little homework as I like to do on most of our guests, and a little bit of Facebook stalking, you know, allowed me to see that you you list your hometown as, as Worcester. So mm-hmm. tell us a bit of, little bit about what it was like growing up in Worcester. Wait, hold on a second. We need to we need to tell people what Dan does. I, that's a great point. So, <laughs> who the we're hell really is backing Dan into Kane? this. We're really backing into this. I think everyone. I just assume everyone knows who Dan Kane is. He's, he's been at this for so long. He's. I think he's probably the biggest celebrity we've had so far. Right. Right, Brock. I, I would absolutely agree. I think everybody knows who Dan Kane is. So, for those who don't know, Dan reviews um, all of the food, entertainment, and culture. Stark County has the offer for the Canton Repository, and I think you you like to um, uh, do some spot articles on all sorts of other things too, Dan. So would, is that a, a fair description of your uh, current employment? Well, I'm the entertainment editor. There we go. I'm in charge of the Ticket Magazine, which has not been a magazine during COVID. Hopefully, it will bounce back. Just been a section in the paper. I write about music and art and theater and restaurants and nightclubs and all that kind of stuff. Fun things there are to do around here. That's kind of my goal. So I'm sure it's been a little bit tougher during the pandemic, but I know you've had probably a different experience now with some of the takeout and other ways businesses and restaurants are delivering their products. So I guess, how, how has that been? Has it slowed down the, the reviews or has it just made them a little bit different? It's been really challenging because I write about entertainment and there's not been a whole lot going on, you know? I mean, there hasn't been any theater, no live theater. There's not been any concerts. Bands haven't really been playing at clubs that much. So, you know, I'm doing what I can. There's been some art shows here and there. I've been writing a lot of food stuff. Food never stops. That's right. Well, speaking of food, we've, uh, I've, I'm a big fan of Worcester. As we talked a little bit, that's, that's your hometown. They've got a great little food scene going on on there, but it's, this is what's up Stark, so I don't want to get too far into that. But what, what was it like growing up in Worcester, and, and how did you end up here in Stark County? Well, when I was growing up in Worcester, Canton was the big city. I mean, my friends and I, we would save our money and go on a road trip to Belton Village Mall and go to the Quonset Hut on Cleveland Avenue. Oh, yeah. Those were were the spots. My mom took me to Quonset Hut when I was a kid. What's what's that? (laughs) My mom took me to Quonset Hut when I was a kid. That was an experience. Oh, yeah. Did you go to the basement, Brock? Did she take you in the basement? I don't recall the basement. I, I got some yeah. t-shirts and some CDs and we got out. <laughs> when I started going there, it was vinyl records. And I actually made some friends who worked. The record department was in the basement. And I have friends still that I met then. But uh, yeah, I went to college. I went to Worcester High School. I was on the speech team and the marching band and the track team. And then I went to Bowling Green State University. I had to pick a major and I just kind of picked journalism because I was good at creative writing. And graduated from college about five months later, I came over here and interviewed at the Canton Repository. So I have spent pretty much my whole adult life working at this newspaper. So you are a repository lifer. That's why I couldn't find (laughs) any other employment. I couldn't find anything else on Dan Kane other than repository. 
Yeah, I've worked there forever. <laughs> it's funny because when I when I started, it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to work here for a couple of years, and I'm going to go work at Rolling Stone magazine in New York. <laughs> but then I just started making a bunch of friends, and I really liked my job, and I could get free concert tickets and record albums sent to me. And I mean, you know, it was pretty great. So with that being said, Dan, how, how did you, you know, you worked at the repository. How did you get into reviewing food and entertainment? I was hired to be the entertainment writer. So I was 22 years old. I come into this newsroom and it's all these older people. And this was kind of a different time for newspapers. I mean, people were smoking cigarettes at their desks. <laughs> They were just transitioning into computers. And I was this young squirt. And it's really funny because the reason I got my job, and I'm not saying this lightly, an, a woman who I think was in her 50s was the entertainment writer. And she went home from work one day and died. Oh. Okay. And that's how I got the job. <laughs> that's a story, man. Um, it is kind of a story. But the thing is, then I came over here. And I was really into like punk rock and all this stuff. And I realized that I could get interviews with anybody I wanted, pretty much. All these bands. And so all of a sudden, there was all this rock and roll in the repository where there never had been before. And all the editors were older and they were just like, oh, let's just, let's just let this guy do what he wants. And so I started to get a little bit of a following for that. And so how, how about the food piece? How, when did that come in? And oh, like, that just, that's, that's a later development. That was like five years ago. Um, I was approached, I'd always done a few reviews here and there because I sat next to the food writers. And I would always be like, hey, send me, I'll go eat free food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would take one of my friends and we'd go get steaks at some restaurant. I'd write about it. But I was asked to do a weekly review and I just kind of jumped at the chance and it's been the most popular thing I've ever done by far. So do you, do you like the variety or do you like one aspect of, of the job more than the others? The, the food, the entertainment, which, which part like do you like more? I pretty much like everything I have to do. Um, I love discovering things that are good around here, like bands, um, actors artists and shining the light on them same with restaurants i love writing about little places that not everybody knows about that's kind of my favorite part is there like a food group or a music genre that you just don't like like you know like seafood or something you're like oh i have to do another <laughs> seafood restaurant tonight or you know what i mean um i pretty much like all food that's good <laughs> you know what I don't like very much is real like snooty food. Snooty food. Okay. I've not had much of that. Um, I'd say fancier restaurants that I think are kind of overpriced and aren't that great. Okay. Well, I'd, rather, think, go to, I'd rather go to a dive bar and have a cheeseburger. Gotcha. And listen to something like $45 on a steak. Gotcha. I, I think that's what resonates though about you, Dan, is that, you know, you're not out there looking for the next, you know, Michelin chef. You're very relatable in your reviews. And there's been very few times I know myself or friends haven't followed, you know, after you at a, a place you reviewed and haven't been, yep, you know, that's exactly what we experience. So oh, that's um, cool. we're, we're glad you didn't go to the Rolling Stone. So we're, we're I, appreciative <laughs> you're still here. And I was telling Dan uh, before the show started too, that my grandma loves his reviews and I get <laughs> updates from her. <laughs> about where we should go eat. And I, I've never been steered wrong. So I appreciate that, Dan. Have you been anywhere that you really liked? Have I been? Oh. That you can think of? I've been lots of places that I really like. I mean, one of my favorites downtown, we had uh, Delhi, Ohio on. Um, we've had um, George's. Uh, it's probably my favorite lunch spot in downtown. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been writing about those places from the very start. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like all... I, I, but again, you know, I'm a solid 265 pounds. I haven't really met too much food I don't like, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of the but same you, way. But you touched um, on something, Dan, because I feel like you're always kind of one step ahead of the average Joe in terms of, you know, a new spot that's opened up or, or a, a place you might not find on the, you know, it's off the beaten path. So, like, 
What's your process? How do you decide where to go? And do you do a lot of planning or you just kind of show up and see what happens? That's a good question. Um, Facebook is a really good way to find things I've discovered. Occasionally people recommend stuff to me. There's this Taste of Stark Facebook group. Have you heard about that one? No, but I'm going to be logging on there now. I think it has 9,000 members. People just post about food all day long and about restaurant food, not recipes. Like, I love this. Look what we had here. Things like that. So has your job gotten easier or harder in the age of social media? Because I feel like in a lot of ways, it's probably, you know, you, you may not get the scoop as, as quickly, like personally yourself, but you probably can get that information and don't have to look as hard. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. I get a lot of story ideas from Facebook and about events, things going on. I'm constantly finding things there. Not that I'm like a Facebook fanatic, but it's a, for my job, it's a really good thing. I find out about bands that way, things that are going on. Dan, have you been over in Louisville much in the last year? We've got, I, I'm over there and it's a couple of really good restaurants, Scratch Steakhouse and Unhitched Brewery and Samantha. I uh, love, love both of those places. Yeah, I mean, it's been really a neat, I mean, unfortunately all the COVID stuff, but it's been a really cool for that, for our small little town to get. Um, oh, no. Pretty cool restaurants over there. I mean, no offense to anyone, but who was going to Louisville for much of anything if you didn't live there? You know, <laughs> right. It wasn't now, like a tourist like attraction. There's a scene going on now with Umbrella Alley, and it's pretty cool. Yep. So. Unhitched Brewery, I love. Yeah. I think their beer's good, their food's good. That place is so hip inside. Absolutely. Um, I like it too. There's a barbecue place in Louisville that I also like a lot. Oh, probably Jimmy's? Yes. So, so when you show up to a place like that, Dan, I mean, have you kind of done some review, reviewing, looked at their menu, or do you just kind of show up and see what they, they offer you? No, I've done a lot of reviewing or pre-advanced okay. research. I always have a friend. Um, one thing, I don't go to places if I don't think they're going to be good. I do not. Um, a small local restaurant, if it's going to be really mediocre, I'd rather not waste my time. And I don't want to give a negative review to a place that's maybe struggling already and people aren't going to anyway. So if I have to eat the food, I, you know, I look at the reviews online. Um, I also pretty much have an idea of what I'm going to order. And my poor friends are pretty much stuck eating what I pick. <laughs> <laughs> You, you do you do a pretty a good job, science. though. I can't think they, they go away hungry. That's for sure. No, no. I always order about double what I normally would. <laughs> so, Dan, what's uh, what's your toughest review? And, and you, please don't name any names, you know, bands, restaurants. Just was there a particular hard one without giving us any kind of specifics? Yeah, um, you guys gave me some of the questions. That was a good one. Um Okay, this is a good story. I won't say where the restaurant was. My mouth dropped open at this one. I went to this restaurant. It was known to be a really good place. I ordered a meatloaf dinner. The server told me it was a very popular item there. It came and it just wasn't very good. And for me to not, to take one bite out of something and kind of push it aside is saying something. So the server came over and she goes, you know, like in the meatloaf? And I said, eh, it's okay. It's a little dry. She said, well, let's get you another entree. Pick anything you want. And I said, can I get the scallops? <laughs> Which was more than the meatloaf. I figured they were replacing the meal, right? So I said, how about the scallops? So she comes back about 10 minutes later with a large piece of salmon and one scallop and said the chef wants you to try the salmon, oh. which I didn't even want. And then the bill came and I was upcharged for the salmon dinner, which I did not order. <laughs> um, and the extra scallop, it was $7 extra. Mm. And they knew I was from the newspaper, <laughs> which was, that was kind of a bad one. Oh, Now, here's a really good story though. I took, I can't tell you the name of the restaurant. You would know the name of it in a heartbeat. So I took my sister and we met these other people there and my sister ordered a steak and ordered it medium rare and they brought it out and it was just a bloodbath. 
the plate was a puddle of bright red blood. And they set it down and walked Ooh. away. And then about five minutes later, or 10 minutes later, the server came back and said, how's everything? And my sister said, this steak is like pretty much raw. They took it back, brought it back. We're now like 20 minutes into the meal. We've all eaten our food. My poor sister's steak comes back. It wasn't any more done than it had been. This guy comes over to like clear the plates. He said, are you not going to eat your steak? And she said, um, I've sent it back. It's practically raw. And he said, well, I can bring you a box. You could take it home and cook it how you want it. <laughs> Custom. So, oh. so we, had this, we had this female server who was barely at our table. And I would describe her as being kind of like um, Rosie O'Donnell on a really grouchy day. If that gives you any sort of a visual. <laughs> So I wrote the review and didn't give it a very good review. I said exactly what happened. And I said the server was indifferent. That's what I said. That's how I described her. She called the repository at like 1.30 in the morning and left two voicemail messages on my boss's phone and two voicemail messages on the publisher's secretary's phone four separate voicemail calls that were like five minutes each of her ranting like crazy and calling me every possible thing you could think of. Well, I, I think that answers one of our other questions about, do you ever hear from the folks who you review? So there. <laughs> that, that, was, that was intense. Oh. And I better watch where I go to eat from now on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Implying like, I don't know, that I was going to be poisoned, maybe? I, I don't know. Well, I, I feel like you're always very diplomatic, even with your bad reviews, because you always preface it like, they can't all be good. I've seen you say that before. And I think your process in terms of, you know, taking the time to make sure that you're not, you know, setting up a, a restaurant for failures is more than fair. Yeah. So I feel like if you've given them a bad review, they had to be, they had to work for it. <laughs> for sure. If it's like a chain restaurant, the gloves are off. <laughs> I just, local local restaurants though i mean you know there's people who are relying on that for their pay and I, it's mm -hmm. it's a struggle sometimes same with reviewing like local theater it's it's a struggle between not hurting people's feelings but telling the reader what they need to know so dan that's that's interesting i i love that that you know you're it's like a you're kind of providing a human element to that review which is awesome i i love that you say you don't really seek out places that you think might get a bad review i mean that's well, pretty cool bottom line i have to eat the food right but yeah i don't want to just go i don't want to go trash a place i it's funny too um when i do write a review that's even like one fourth negative People are like, whoa, you really went after those people. <laughs> <laughs> they, they obviously don't read some of the uh, larger publications in this country. No that really kidding. No rip. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be honest. Um, usually the food's pretty good. I mean, I'm lucky, I guess. And I'm not crazy picky. Like, if there's a water spot from the dishwasher on my fork, I'm not going to write about that. Right. So you, you said you've been doing food for five years. You've been doing the bands and other things for a lot longer than that. So mm -hmm. do people start to recognize you now when you show up? And does, does that, has that impacted your process ever? Or does that change how they uh, serve you compared to others? I don't think many people know who I am. You figure like a lot of younger servers, they don't read the newspaper. I don't think. So that, probably, that probably helps you get a more accurate read on the the restaurant, right? I mean, do you prefer that, I imagine? It's, it's okay. real good. And usually once they bring the entree and set it down, then a lot of times I will tell them who I am because I figure they can't change the food once it's there. And I usually want to talk to them about stuff. Right. Plus I'm sitting there taking photos of food with <laughs> my phone, carefully photographing this stuff. Sometimes I actually move it to another table where there's better light. And I'm taking notes, and I mean, you know. It's not weird at all. I'm sure they see that all the time. Well, I think people take a lot of photos of food for <laughs> social media. 
but that's true that's true probably not with the care that you're taking though and writing notes and all that good stuff so that oh i had one other story i wanted to tell you i went to this restaurant you also would probably know the name if i said it and I'd eaten there before and I liked what I had, but I took a friend there and the entrees we got were really bad. In fact, what I said in the review was, whoever made the fettuccine Alfredo and chicken marsala, it didn't seem like they knew what those things were. Ooh. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so the owner called me at the paper and this is not a negative ethnic stereotype. This is me imitating what he sounded like. He said, if I knew you were coming to my restaurant, I'd not feed you. Oh, like he's not happy. He was very upset. So and now, Dan, like do your bosses at the paper, do they understand that, you know, like, like, are you, they're like, they get it. You know, you're going to get some kind of blowback for a review like that. Yeah, it, I don't get much, or maybe they get things that they don't tell me about, but it's it's mostly really positive, and I get some really great feedback, too. I mean, yeah, restaurants I mean, gonna... get so slammed after I give them a positive review that they run out of food. Oh, like, wow. That happens a lot. Like, I warn them. If I'm raving about their food, I'm like, just be ready next Thursday when this review comes out. You're going to get a real lot of people ordering the exact same things that I talked about. Well, what's give us a positive review, and I think you can use the name here. So, like, what's a what's a positive that that's happened to? Oh, I just wrote about a place called the Nuthouse Saloon in Perry Township. Have you ever heard of that I've place? There. No, yeah, no. There's an, I, they had like two pork chops for twelve ninety nine. That was the bomb, and they said they just got so slammed. And, you know, these places are really happy. It gives them a real uptick, especially, like, right now. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. It feels okay, so good. It feels good to be... Perry Township. Yeah. It feels good that people are reading and also that they're trusting what I'm saying, I think. So, Dan, we've talked a lot about food. So if we kind of switch to entertainment for a second, what's your favorite entertainment venue? In Canton, you mean? Um, Locally? Local or, or outside? Yeah. Okay, well, I really love the Palace Theater downtown. I don't know if you've been to a lot of things. I've been to so many concerts there over the years. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing who has played there, like in 20 years. I've seen Joe Walsh there and Alice Cooper and Ray Charles and Buck Cherry. Greg Allman, I mean, just all these people. Todd Rundgren, who I love. Yeah, we're, we're, having George, we're having Georgia on in a couple of weeks, and I can't wait for some of the stories she has, for sure. She's probably got some good backstage stuff. I also love the Oracle oh, yeah. downtown. Um, I'm mm. sure you've been there. I like the original Oracle, and mm. I really like the new one. They haven't, they haven't really opened this year because of COVID. What, what's the favorite place you've been to out of the area? Like club, you mean? Or uh, I love to go to Musica Concert. in Akron. Mm -hmm. I've been to lots of really good shows at Musica in Akron. I love the Cleveland Agora. Um, I don't know. I, I prefer clubs, Beachland Ballroom. I also love the Players Guild in Canton. I think they do some really great shows there. Got some really talented people. So speaking of the shows, I know you've produced at least one of your own with the, the Walk the Line show. Um, have you produced others and do you hope to do more of that? I love doing that. Yeah, that Cody Martin Walk the Line movie. That was something I thought of like a year before it happened in Georgia. was like, bring it on. Cody Martin was like, I would love to do that. And it turned out to be pretty successful for like a winter night. Um, last summer at the Oracle, I got three bands that I love, including Willis Gordon's band and the Outside Voices, this great rock and roll band from Kent and White Buffalo Woman and Cody Martin. And we did a Rolling Stones tribute show at the Oracle. Got a big crowd there. 
it was pretty exciting. So is there something else you've got cooked up in your head that you can't quite do right now or um, just kind of wait till it comes to you? I'm putting together a David Bowie art show. The thing, oh, the wow. thing is, because of my job, I know like all the artists and I know all the bands and I know all the actors and stuff. So I'm, I feel like I'm pretty well connected to put things together like that. So January is the fifth anniversary of David Bowie's death and his birthday is in January. And I thought how cool it would be to do a theme show at the hub, you know, the hub, Tim Carmony's gallery and get a bunch of artists together to do paintings that have to, something to do with David Bowie. And I've got 20 artists lined up who are all making stuff. So I, think, I think Tim's already got a few David Bowie pieces that he's put together. So I'm sure he's all very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be good. I put together a couple, I helped put together a couple art shows at the Maslin Museum. This one called Stark Naked Salon that was like 10, 11 years ago kind of before downtown galleries really got going and it was all the local talent. It was pretty wild for the time. But I do like promoting things. Well, and I think Alex is another one we need to have on the show over there. She's done some pretty impressive stuff at the Mass Museum. Oh, for sure. So Dan, favorite concert of all time? Could be musician, could be show, could be both. <laughs> Easy question. Kind of, hard to pick, kind of hard to pick one. Name a few. I've been to like hundreds. Um, <laughs> oh God. Well, I, how about if I tell you some of the ones in Canton that I saw that I really liked? Perfect. There we go. Um, have you guys been? I'm guessing you've been to the ribs burn off a lot over the years. Oh yeah. Did you see Huey Lewis or Pat Benatar or? Joan Jett. Saw Pat Benatar. Okay. At the fairgrounds. At the fairgrounds, yeah. Ironically, Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis was the first concert I ever went to after a Columbus Clippers game. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. First concert I've been game? to. Yeah, he played after the game. And it was cool. I I have this ticket stub somewhere and it was a very random I was a big baseball guy. I didn't know who Huey Lewis was because I was a little guy at that point and it was a pretty good first concert to be at. Nice. I think I also saw 38 Special at the Ribs Burnoff. Dan, does that, does that sound right, too? They played there. Yeah. I've been to all of them. <laughs> I had to go to all of them. I saw Collective Soul there that Doobie Brothers played. Smash yeah. Mouth played. Downtown, very long ago, the Pointer Sisters played. And Eddie Money played. Yeah. Remember that. And then they've had those really good concerts at the big new stadium did you go to those i don't think i was ever able to get to one of those i, I know I, they've I had some huge names who was most re- imagine dragons was most recent right or was that the year before last imagine dragons was there pitbull aerosmith yeah toby kid rock kid rock and toby keith that's right yeah i thought there were two together and, there. and oh god Okay, this is this is embarrassing. I'm having a brain fart. The band with Adam Levine. Oh, oh Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Maroon yeah. Five, which was very much fun. <laughs> that one actually reminds me. We were in the hospital with, um, I think it was our firstborn, when Maroon Five came, and my wife was just praying because they had an extra ticket. My uh, her uncle did, and she was like, "If I don't go into labor, I'm like, you're not going nine." plus months pregnant to that concert. <laughs> she goes, why? They can just airlift me across the, the highway to the across hospital. The no, it's yeah. not a good well, idea. You know, Mercy's so, right there. I mean, Mercy was. That's right where there. we had him. Seriously. <laughs> or if the baby had been born at the show, think how memorable. Oh, I know. Well, she was hoping like we'd be at a, a window facing the right direction, or at least open it to listen. Because I mean, we were in there while it was, the concert was going on. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was good, but not that good. No. <laughs> so, so here's what I want to know. You've talked about so many different uh, concerts that you've seen, been to, um, people or things that you've reviewed. What's something you haven't reviewed but you really want to? Whether that's a restaurant, a, an act, 
you name it. Um, Hopefully not podcasts. <laughs> hey, I could write about this one. Um, you should you should start your own. I shouldn't say that. That's only to our detriment. But let me tell podcasts. you, I had this idea this summer because there, there before yours started, there just wasn't much going on during COVID. Like mm-hmm. I just was like, why aren't people stepping up to the plate? It seemed like a really good opportunity, and I was going to start interviewing people on my patio and grilling. While they oh, were talking and drink a beer. I had that idea. And grilling then the summer kind of went by too quickly. Grilling Dinner in both sense, both sense of the word, you know, grilling them with tough Oh, questions. grilling, yeah. All grilling yeah. burgers. Yeah. I thought Dinner with Dan had a nice ring to it, but oh, grilling, I like the yeah. grilling one. Grilling with Dan, that's even better. Do you think it'd be cool if I took people on my restaurant reviews and kind of incorporated them into it? who were known around town. I've thought about doing that before. I don't think it would hurt. I mean, take them to their favorite place or take them to somewhere that, you know, they found. That might be kind of yeah, cool. But I mean, then you, that probably opens up some risk in your area because if it's a place you know, you don't right. you I mean, get a good review. I'm available um, okay. you know, most, uh, <laughs> most evenings. Okay. Hey, I may remember that, Brock. I may hit you up sometime. <laughs> My friends have been very well fed. I have like three or four friends that usually end up going and getting to I go. Said, do they start they start fighting over you on this? I feel like nah, that's not good. really that's tough, uh... <laughs> not really. This one friend when I started doing them, I took him on almost all of them because he didn't have any money. <laughs> and he like so knew the drill. Like he would help me arrange the food for the pictures. He knew not to take a bite out of anything until it's been photographed. I'm just kind of like the food Nazi at that stuff. You had your entourage for a while there. A little bit. But, you know, like I want the food to look really good in the picture. And I took this girl once and she just like the server set the food down and I asked the server a question. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this friend of mine stirring the food all up and putting pepper on it and i was just dying <laughs> what are you doing so dude, we didn't we didn't get your answer though so we're gonna we're gonna make you answer this though what's something that you would that you haven't reviewed that you'd really like to um, doesn't have to be local doesn't have to be local well i i'd like to review marilyn manson at the canton palace theater if he would do that show Oh, wow. I keep thinking he and or Macy Gray need to play a concert in Canton. I mean, they're like these two major people that everybody knows who they are, and they've never performed here. Have you have you approached them, or do you know if anybody has? I interviewed Marilyn Manson once a really long time ago, and I've never been able to get him since. Huh. And he was totally cool on the phone. It was it was when he was very notorious. It was right at the time when he was really stirring it up. And he was fine on the phone. And at the end of the interview, I was like, so this went a lot better than I thought. And he was like, well, my grandmother reads a repository. He's like, I have to be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> he was on his best manners that day. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to Macy Gray a bunch of times. And recently, and I just brought it up, and she said, yeah, maybe I should play at the Palace sometime. I'm sure they'd fill it up. That segues into our next question so nicely, which is, do you have a favorite interview of all time? Oh, man. Well, I've I've interviewed some really big deal people. In fact, it used to be easier to get like the rock and roll people than now. It seems like they have walls built around them. Um, I've interviewed Ray Charles and James Brown, and I interviewed Roseanne when she was kind of at her peak of fame, Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Are you aware of them? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. They were very obnoxious on the phone, but really funny. And like, I couldn't use about half the stuff they said. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty great. Um, I interviewed Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell when they were on Saturday Night Live before they were very popular. Oh my gosh. That's like when Adam Sandler was doing this opera man character, like that was in my early days and I just loved him. 
And I called Saturday Night Live and they just like hooked it right up. Wow. Dan, did you ever have like a fanboy moment where you're like, can't believe I'm talking to this person? Uh, pretty much with most of them. Okay. Yeah, tons of people. <laughs> tons of people. Uh, one of the best things that ever happened to me was I had a buddy who was very into Van Halen, hugely into Van Halen. He had started working as a sports writer at the paper. Van Halen, it was right when Sammy Hagar had joined the band. This was a long time ago. And I got tickets to the show through my job, and then I arranged for us to go backstage at the show, and I did not tell my friend until we got to the show and to the back door, and we were in this little room with all four members of Van Halen. Oh, my gosh. Including Eddie Van Halen. So you met Eddie Van Halen. Wow. And Sammy that was pretty Hagar exciting. Too. Yeah, awesome. That was like a major league rock and roll moment. They were Absolutely. very hot then. There were maybe six people in this room other than the band. Wow. But nothing where you've like frozen up, right? You've kept it together enough to keep the interview going? Um, pretty much, yeah. I've had some people <laughs> be pretty weird on the phone. I've had some really strange rangers. Anyone you care to care to share? Sure, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know who this guy is because this is probably before you were born. There's this. There was a show called Good Times, and there was this guy named Jimmy Walker, and his whole thing was saying dynamite. Oh, I know the phrase. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got him on the phone, and every question I would ask him, he would say, "It's in the bio." Like, <laughs> like. Every single question, like I'm supposed to read his biography. And I said, you do understand how an interview works, right? I said, <laughs> I said, I want to get words from you. And I ask questions and you answer them for me. <laughs> and I was asking him, I said, what was it like on the set of your sitcom? And he was like, I was never there. <laughs> okay. And when I hung up the phone with him. My boss sitting next to me said, who was that? She, she told me she admired my tenacity. <laughs> did did you even have enough to write a story on at that point? Um, I think I wrote about what he did. <laughs> I had this one oh, female man. singer call me once, and she seemed so stoned and out of it that I literally hung up on her during the interview because she just wasn't there with me, and I, I didn't write that article. Oh, that's tough. You it sounds like most of your experiences, though, most of your interviews, it sounds like have been pretty positive. I mean, you said even you were surprised how quickly you were able to get some of these folks. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Phil Collins and John Bon Jovi, like, back in the day, like, when they were really popular. I landed those wow. interviews, and it was very exciting. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to a question that's not on here, because my, my wife asked it as our, you know, our listener questions dan we've got we're not going to get into the fact this is a podcast and we have live listener questions but she wanted to know is there have you written a either a book or is there somewhere we can go to kind of see an archive of either your interviews or your reviews because i know there's a lot of people kind of want to go back and go oh i didn't know you reviewed so and so and i'll go back and see what you said i don't know how far back they go on our website i think maybe 10 years I don't know. No, okay. I've never written a book. People have told me that I should. And I'm, I've thought about it. I just like to share little anecdotes and funny stuff. I think you got enough for a book just for the anecdotes, but I think even the reviews and the you think those interviews would be awesome. It? Oh, you for sure. Buy that book? I, I, I know a few right here. Okay. <laughs> I also think that would be interesting, Dan, just hearing some of those stories and anecdotes and things that you've gotten through the years. I mean, that is very interesting. I think it would be highly publicized Louisville Public Library at a minimum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, will, we'll, we will absolutely get several copies and check those out. No problem. One thing, one thing about my job that I will say is like when I started and I was young and I realized I could interview all these famous people. Like I spent a lot of time chasing after people who were playing rock, big rock shows in Cleveland and like the Broadway shows that would come, like just trying to get all these big stars. But it seems like at some point things in Canton got a lot more interesting. 
and I started focusing more on stuff here. Like there were better local bands and better shows mm-hmm. coming to town and really good theater in Canton and better art shows and more art galleries and just, and that was a great thing to be able to do. Is there any anybody that you'd want to interview that you haven't had the chance? And I guess that could be locally if there's somebody you really want, or if there's a you know a big A list celebrity out there that you'd like to talk to as well. Nobody just jumps to mind. Many like any of the movie stars, probably. Um, it sounds like you've gotten a lot of the ones you wanted. I was thinking when I was preparing for this, I have interviewed people that you just wouldn't even believe. Like I am, I got to interview Kevin Costner. I got to interview Jamie Foxx. I interviewed Tom Hanks. Jeez. Like, like those are really big people, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Kind of amazing. So who locally should we interview? I guess is what we should be asking Brock. There's some characters here now in Stark County that we're, we got we got to highlight. We got to find some more. I think the band Hey Monet, Dan and Nate Monet, would be maybe good guests. They've been playing music. They're brothers. They're very likable. They're fun. They're very talented, and I'm sure they've got lots of stories. I just interviewed them like a week ago. Yeah, they just opened up their own studio, right, in Canal Fulton. Yeah, they did. They did, and they've toured around the country. And I mean, they're both married now. They were. They were a little bit of party animals back in the day, and they've reconciled. I kind of need to think on that, but I, I would definitely give you some suggestions. We will gladly take them. Okay. All right. So we're at our, our halfway point, and this is where I kick Brock out of the room for our uh, weekly trivia session. So, Brock, if you'll leave for our Brockin' in the USA segment, I'd appreciate it. All right. We're Brockin' in the USA again, huh? All right. Brockin' in the USA. All right, so this this was a fun one for me, Dan, because I'm going to ask your name off. I believe I got 12, uh, 12 items I'm going to list, and you have to say whether they're a music act or a local restaurant. Okay. You ready? I'm glad it's not local sports teams because I would no. fail badly. I always cater to the guest, and I always throw a few things in there that are going to get throw Brock off the set. So. Okay, now why is Brock removed if from ready? The- we'll get started. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because then he go and see how many he can get. Okay. So you, we're gonna see who gets more right, and it's, okay. he has never come close to winning. So don't okay. don't feel any pressure. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Chumbawamba. Band. Irie Island. Restaurant. Been there. Caston and Maine. Uh, yeah, brewery in the Portage Lakes or restaurant, whatever. This is good. You're not going to just say restaurant. You're going to have been to all I can these say what they are if you want. <laughs> Irie Island, Jamaican restaurant. Yeah, um, yeah, Mahoney there you Road, go. Right? Mahoney? That's right. We keep giving Brock a hard time because he's a little, he's, like I said, he's not a real adventurous eater, so we haven't gotten him there yet. Okay. All right, Sugar Ray. Band. I wish I could fly, right? There you go. Big song. Flocke Pocke. Oh, clocky. <laughs> I thought you said clock it pocket. No. <laughs> it's a tongue twister even when you say it right. Yeah, I I I've thought that was an unusual name for a restaurant. Yeah, definitely Mexican restaurant on Dressler Road. They've got a couple uh, locations now, I think. One at Oakwood Square, too. Mm-hmm. Bam. Restaurant. Iron and Wine. Band. These are good. I thought I, that one might catch Brock, but I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Blind okay. Melon. That is a band that I saw once. I thought you might have. They opened Wham. somebody. Oh, Wham. Sorry. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bam, but yeah, Wham. I know, I know. Wham, Bam. Um, Wham <laughs> is a band with George Michael. That's right. Cork and Canvas. That is a bar restaurant downtown Canton. Correct. And then Hot Tuna. That's a band. 
All right. I think they maybe have played at the palace, possibly. Well, I once feel like again, interviewed them maybe. Well, once again, our guest has gotten every single one right, and I'm pretty sure I got a couple trip ups for Brock here. So, okay, that's impressive though. I feel like out of the eleven, let's see, you'd either you've eaten at or had interviewed or seen just about all of them. I think Sugar Ray might be the only one you hadn't. No, I've seen Sugar Ray. I've never seen Wham or Chumbawamba. How about Chumbawamba? No. Okay, so two. Two out of the 11. That's pretty good. Chumbawamba play? Are they from Australia or something? I, I, think I don't they know. They were, I couldn't they think did. of that. They did. Did they do that song, <laughs> I Get Knocked Out and I Get Back Again or whatever? I Get Up Again. You're yeah. never going to keep me down. That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of the higher cultural points in our history, but hey, you knew gotcha. what they were. Okay, cool. All right, I got a motion Brock back. He can't hear me, so I got to... I won't snicker All right, anything. Back. All right, Brock, so as you can imagine, I'm not going to tell you how well Dan did. He did well. Probably perfect. Yeah, right. That's usually how it goes yep. for me. But I think you're going to do well. I do. So I'm going to list off a series of items, and you have to tell me whether they're a musical act, band, or a local restaurant. You okay. ready? All right, yep. here we go. Chumbawamba. Band. Irie Island. Uh, restaurant. Caston and Maine. Band. Sugar Ray. Band. Plaque Pake. Restaurant. Bam. That that's it. Yep. Um I think it I think that is a band. Iron and wine. I'm gonna go restaurant. Blind melon. <laughs> a one hit wonder band. Wham. Uh, also a band cork and canvas restaurant hot tuna restaurant well i hate to tell you this you missed four yeah i i felt like i was off and there not only did dan get all of them right he had either been to or had seen most of them in concert so yeah <laughs> That seems right. Yeah, that's usually how this goes for me. So congratulations, Dan. What did I miss, Derek? Uh, let's see. Gaston, Maine, tripped you up. Iron and Wine, Bam, and uh, I think it was Hot Tuna you missed too. So those are all the opposites. Yeah, I, 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 I did not feel good about that at all. Once you missed Bam, you know why you missed Bam? Because Bam, the, the tagline then is healthy cuisine. And I knew that wasn't going to be up here. Yeah, you know... And the other thing that yeah, is good. It's delicious. The other thing I love. The other thing is I couldn't. All I could think of was books a million. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Well, that's what people call books a million. It's true. Right, and so that's all I. I was like, it's a bookstore. I'm like, I don't know. And then 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 you said you said wham, and I was like, well, bam probably is not a bam, and we're not probably doing bam and wham. I should have known for bam that would trip you up as a librarian. That was it was intentional. So I appreciate that worked. Thanks for playing into my trap. Well, Dan, congratulations. You, you've kept the tradition alive of our guests throttling Brock in this competition. So Okay. In fairness, I tied Corey last What week. was her trivia question? What was her trivia theme? Uh, it was oh, – I got to remember this now. It was boy band or um, – oh, what, what was the other item, Brock? I'm blanking now. Local car wash. Uh, <laughs> it was something like that, yes. Yeah, but she, she did well, but she got the tiebreaker. I forget what it was, but and no, the get the tiebreaker was Corey's the the tiebreaker you said specifically was Corey's the guest, so exactly. she wins. That was I don't the see what the problem is with that. <laughs> nice. I liked your questions. I, I thought you'd have fun with that. So Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna jump into a little more rapid fire here to round things out so and i know you're gonna get these real quick because you you do a lot of these things in your job so 
What's your favorite thing to do in Stark County, either by yourself or with the family? Um, bike rides. Love trail riding. Very into that. Did a lot of that this summer. Um, I like the local breweries. I think that's a really exciting development over the last few years. Do you go to those places at all? Oh, the breweries, absolutely. I love Sandy Springs and Unhitched and Lockport and oh, what's the one in Hartville? Name is, I'm blanking out on. The one that's the winery also. Oh, Maze Valley. Maze Valley. Mm -hmm. Codex just opened out in uh, uh, Belden where Four Kids Coffee was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm planning on going brewery, there this so. Well, I'm planning on picking something up this weekend because they use the uh, coffee window as a pickup for craft beer now. So okay. uh, don't even have to go well, in. That be used to be Four Kids Coffee Shop, right? Mm -hmm. Which yep. I reviewed once. Um, I also love, I think, downtown Canton on first Friday in the warm months is a really great thing to do locally. It's a lot of fun. Eating, of course. <laughs> Dining. Dan, if it is your last meal, what is the one thing that you would eat in Stark County? I just had these pepperoni rolls at this Italian restaurant called Bella Sera in downtown Maslin that are the bomb. That's a very recent one. I, you okay. just made my mom happy. That's like, that's her, she can't stay away from those. That's this week's <laughs> review is that restaurant. Oh, is it? And, oh, yeah. great. Have you ever been to Boca Grande? Do you know that one? It's on I, Erie Street across from the towpath, kind of by the towpath cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we still in Maslin? Kind of between Maslin and Canal Fulton, I guess. They have a pork chop there that is insane in Boca Grande. It's like one of the best things of all time. It's 25-ounce pork chop. And it's wow. kind of like a filet mignon of pork chop. Western Stark County for the win here on the, guess, on the one thing to so. eat. I guess so. I, I was expect. I was. Expe I don't know why. I was thinking like a a, a, a Jerry Sunday from Benders or some some well, well known delicacy. So those those things just the, jumped the, You know the Bittner, the Taggart's Bittner well, is a, a great really good one, one too. Of course. There's. I know we're not we're. We're not answering this, Brock, but I, I'm surprised. I, I knew you'd go with something that we wouldn't have probably thought of right away. And those are sound like two great delicious answers. options. Yeah. Oh, I highly recommend. I'm more right, of a so, savory person than a sweet person overall. Like I'd usually rather have an appetizer than dessert. I'd say. I, I can respect that. Eh, whatever. You're talking to somebody. Who <laughs> I'm in for both. Yeah, Brock's in for both. I'm one who prefers to maybe drink my calories in the form of a good craft beer than than either. But go. um, all good, all good answers. So this is a new one that we've been asking here late. So outside of a family member, who would you consider as your biggest influence? I don't really have any poetic answer. It's all right. Um, I think just different friends along the way who have helped me out, maybe, maybe bailed me out of trouble a little bit here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the I mean, concerts you've gone to. I would probably say my dad, but you said no, you know. That's okay. If it's your dad, it's your dad. Yeah. We just figured everybody's going to say their mom or dad. So we. My dad has given me some. I know. I know. Dear old dad, though. But for good reason. He's pretty much taught me about financial stability and saving money and just advice like, really good advice, like if something looks too good to be true, it probably is, which has come up many times. <laughs> so thanks to dad for that. Unless you're at, at Boca Grande and you see a 22 ounce pork chop, then it's not too good to be true, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is one thing that we take for granted in Stark County? Um, 
I would say just a lot of very talented people who are not famous. You know, I think there's some really great bands and musicians here. I think there's some really talented actors here and actresses, um, artists, just creative people that I get to deal with a lot. And I think just to think you have to go out of town for anything good is short-sighted. Great answer. We've talked about that a lot of times with some of the institutions, and you've named a few with the Players Guild and people like Tim Carmody and others. You're absolutely right. So I, I don't even know if we should ask this one, Brock, about the most famous person he's ever met. He's named more people than I can even I'm just imagine. Curious. I'm curious who Dan thinks is the most famous person he's ever met, though. God, well, I already told my Van Halen story. That was pretty big. I interviewed, do you know who Chrissy Hine is? Do you know who she is? Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders, who I have, who I have worshipped forever. I got to meet her and sit with her for a half an hour at a restaurant. One wow. on one. That's cool. And are the, aren't The Pretenders semi-local? Are they Ohio? Well, she, she's from Akron. She's from Akron. They started in England. Okay. But she's pretty cool. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was almost quaking in my boots. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. But it was funny because it, it was at a press event, and I think she was sitting with me because she wanted other people to leave her alone. <laughs> hey, work to your benefit, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dan, someone new moves to Stark County. Where's the first place you tell them to visit? Not the mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I've mentioned these things. I think the Palace Theater is great. I think downtown Canton on first Friday is really cool. Maybe a couple of the breweries. It would kind of depend on who it is. That's a good good point. Sure. In fairness, we do have a very good mall. In a, in an area oh, where malls I, that are was, that was we've just got a strong mall. That was my smart ass <laughs> comment. Nothing against Belton Village. You know, I do always find I, I think it's interesting that Belton Village Mall is so packed. Whenever you go to these other cities, their mall is completely desolate. And I don't know why. Our malls has so many so many people there. Anyway, Dan, craziest, most embarrassing thing you've ever done suitable for a PG audience. I <laughs> We're gonna have our first non-answer here. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> I think it, yeah, most most of those things would involve like um, intoxication, I guess. Maybe. Cray. I mean, I don't. I just don't know. I've never done anything just outrageous. I've never streaked through downtown or anything. <laughs> I feel. Given the other stories he shared, I feel like we could let him off the hook on this one, Brock. I think but it's fair. I think it's fair. You guys want to hear? Let me tell you one story that I've told people over the years, because this is always a good one. You may not know who she is, but there's there was this woman named Child, and she was kind of a sex bomb. Mm -hmm. Can you visualize who that is, maybe? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of Farrah Fawcett-ish, a little later. I interviewed her in Akron, she was in a play in Akron. And this was when she was still pretty popular. I had lunch with her and lunch was in the same hotel as she was staying in. And she said, I have to go up to my room and get something. Would you like to come with me? And we were like riding in the elevator up there and I was just like, holy crap, like, where am I going? <laughs> and went, in, went into her room and she went in the bathroom and shut the door and I was just sitting there looking around and I just couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? I was just sort of like, would something happen now? Like, I just don't know. And then I was thinking about maybe stealing something as a souvenir, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At the time it was pretty good. And when I came back and told all my friends at work about it, they were in disbelief. <laughs> Oh, not the well, wild and Dan, craziest thing I've ever done, but it's kind of a good one. That's all right. We, we appreciate you giving it a shot and 
not saying anything that is going to get us in trouble. So, yeah. Yeah. so we do, as I mentioned, have occasional questions from listeners. So I, we've got one for you tonight. Zach L. from Jackson Township asks, you always have such great haircuts. Unfortunately, I know our viewers can't see that tonight. But <laughs> who, who, who is your I, know where, I think and I know then, where this is going. Well, it, the, I'm not sure at the end of the question why he really wants us to ask this. We said, who is your barber and does his hair look as good as yours? His name's Zach and he works at Doherty Hair Company in downtown Maslin. I think, wasn't he your best friend in high school, maybe? Uh, he, he's my brother-in-law. And he's your brother-in-law we... also. But you guys were buds, right, growing up? Oh, yeah. We were. And then you married we were... his sister. I know. I've he heard this talk story. To me. He does. He still speaks to me. He speaks very nicely. We got to get back to his hair. We got to get back to his hairstyle, though. Does his hair look as good as yours? <laughs> Does Zach's hair look as good as mine? He has yeah. no hair. <laughs> there we go. That's the right answer. He he is a skin <laughs> he's got, a skinhead. That's right. He's got some a great beard though. I'll give him that. Oh yes. He he is a great guy. I love going there. I've never in my life enjoyed getting my hair cut so often. Like I routinely reschedule every time I go. And I, I think I'm going there Saturday, in fact. I don't know, how's it looking well, they, right now? They, it looks good, but I think for your standards, you're probably right, you probably do. It's time. Yeah. For, for Zach's sake, I'll say it's time. Dr. Hair we're, comes. We're giving a lot of love to Western. That's right, a lot of plugs tonight for Western Stark County. I like uh -huh. it. That's okay, right? Oh, absolutely. We're we're all of Stark. We go beyond Stark. You live in Jackson, Derek. Uh, I I'm in uh, in Canton. Okay. Brock's out in uh, Lake Mohawk. Brock. Middle middle of nowhere, and then work in Louisville. Yeah, so we're I'm Eastern. Oh, you work in Louisville? Oh, yep. cool. So I'm. So I'm, I'm I'm glad we sort of have the central eastern Stark County slant. So we got to. When we force ourselves. We've actually talked well, about not having much Canal Fulton on the show so far, so I'm happy it's come up. It's come up several times tonight, so that that's nice. That's a cool place. I live in Harder Heights. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah, yep. Harder Hawks. I like to call elementary it. school there for two years. Yep. Okay. I like to call it the Heights. <laughs> Just sounds very up to scale. <laughs> I live in the Heights. <laughs> you're gonna get in. You're gonna have a battle with Market Heights. If, if you're going to keep that up. Okay. Okay. I want to rebrand <laughs> re my neighborhood as the Heights. Just the Heights. Yeah. I like that. Hey, why not? <laughs> People will believe it if you say it enough times. The Heights Elementary School. It just, yeah. So one of just my favorite. Just will it into existence. One of my favorite joints, which is about five minutes from my house, is the White Crown Cafe. Do you know about that? On oh, Ninth yeah. Street. Right by Altman. Yeah, I've eaten there more than probably anywhere else in the last couple of years. I'm kind of a regular. They have really good food. I, I've heard good things. I've not been there yet myself. I'm disappointed to say that. So I gotta, I gotta get over there. Yeah. Well, I think we've officially run out of questions for you, Dan. We appreciate okay. you being such a good sport and uh, taking the time tonight. Brock, anything before we sign off? No, just thanks, Dan, for coming and talking to us. Um, appreciate all the good stories and all the plugs for all over Stark County. So, um, again, appreciate Dan, any, any, anything else coming up we should know about, though? When is this, when is this airing? Thursday? Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Our, we thought, who, who better to have on to talk about food before Thanksgiving? Okay. Than... Yeah, yeah. I'm making scallop potatoes for Thanksgiving. Woo woo. Um, <laughs> there's a really big art show opening on Friday at the Canton Museum of Art. An impressionism Ooh. painting show. It's probably the biggest thing they've had in like three or four years. And they're very excited wow. about it. And this COVID is not the time they were planning to open this when they scheduled it three years ago. Well, and then you've got your show coming up in January, right? For David Bowie? January 1st, Friday. Look, here's my cat, oh, you got Roger. Can you see him? 
We can. I wish our viewers could. <laughs> there was a total cat fight going on out in the hallway. I have two boy cats, and they were really scrapping a few minutes ago. I almost got <laughs> what was going on. It was, it was awfully silent. We didn't hear any of it. No, I didn't yeah. get any cat fight on the audio. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me first to be on, on this. I think this is a very been a first cool. on What's Up Start. That would have been great. Yeah, a cat fight. <laughs> I'll I'll um I'll try to think of some more guest ideas for you too. Yeah, please. no, that'd be great. Okay. And and that leads us to next week we'd be joined by Rocco Marigus of the Canton Charge. So we're excited to have him on. And again, Dan, thanks for, for joining us tonight. Thanks so much. I hope I didn't talk too much.